This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Andrew from the Options Millionaire Community coming at you with another episode from the Making Millionaires Podcast. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy life to hang out with us, discuss a little bit about how to continue to sharpen the axe, grind the edge to improve your financial life and change your family tree for the long haul. If you've been following along on the YouTube channel, you'll know we're uh, kind of going down a rabbit hole on the VPA series, Volume Price Analysis. Obviously by the, the teachings of Anna Coling and the Complete Guide to Volume Price Analysis book, Fantastic read, by the way, if you haven't already, pick up a copy and give it a read. It'll change the way you trade and hopefully make you more profitable. But there's one key word that uh, is not necessarily trading related all throughout that book. Well, I guess it is trading related, but not technically related from a technical standpoint all throughout that book. And that is the word fear. And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about, about what actually makes the average retail trader unprofitable. I get asked the question all the time, a million times. Uh, what's your trading strategy? Like, how can I improve my trading? Uh, show me what to do. Tell me what to do, uh, so I can so I can continue to uh, to learn and grow and start being profitable. And I'm like, well, I can take the best trading strategy in the world, hands down. Someone that's making cash hand over fist, billions of dollars, and put it in the beginner's amateur's hands, and they'll still lose because it all comes down to execution. It all comes down to who you are as a person, who you are as a trader. And managing your emotions, and I think it all boils down to fear. And even even Anna Colding talks about this. If you go in her book, uh, even in chapter five, it talks about fear. The market, the institutions, the hedge funds will move the market against the retail trader by driving fear. On the way down, they're driving fear of loss. I can't lose anymore. I need to close out positions. I can't hold on anymore. I got to close this out because we're just going down. I, can't, I just can't do it. Fear of losing more. On the way up, it's fear of missing out. FOMO. They're going to drive FOMO to the upside to get you to buy at high prices. They want you to long. They want you to take calls at the high prices because that is how they counter you. They reverse the market just at the right time so they can shake you out, shake out the calls, shake out your longs and get you to drive the market lower so they can buy even lower price. Now, fear is an interesting thing. Obviously, we talk about emotions a lot. You know, that's a, that's a pretty general statement though, talking about emotions. Which emotions are you talking about? And I think the big overarching one is fear because even in my system, SR levels, Fear still affects me. You know, I've been doing this for going on 11 years now. It still affects me. It still affects everyone else. Uh, fear of I'm wrong. And then, of course, now I've got the additional fear of, uh, you know, posting an incorrect play or leading somebody astray that's going to make them lose money and stuff like that in the server. So it's a, a definitely a unique position. And fear is an absolute disaster uh, because it'll cause you to do things that you don't want to do or you shouldn't do. Now, my system is pretty dang simple as well. You know, I, I trade off of SR levels. I do volume price analysis. So I'm looking to buy low, sell high. And if you're not really attuned to the market, if you're not necessarily knowing what you're doing, uh, when you could finally get that perfect setup. You know, we could have a big sell-off all the way down. Now it's time to buy. But all you can think about in your head is, do I need to buy here? What happens if I buy and it continues on down? And that fear drives you from missing a position. Then that you actually do get a big old bounce and you can have made tons of money but you didn't take it the position because fear was in your head saying, hey, hey, this could go down more. It is, and it, it is. that's exactly what happens, and it causes you to miss plays 
But the big part is, especially if you're reading the VPA book, is that the institutions know this and they are going to do stuff that makes it seem paranormal. It's literally going to seem like they are watching, like they've got a monitor with your screen on and knowing exactly when you buy calls, they're going to pivot it down or exactly when you buy puts, they're going to pivot it back up. And it's not because it's just you. I mean, that is accurate in terms of you are taking puts and calls at the exact wrong time, but so is all the other retailers as well because they know it. They have millions of dollars going into studying and data and computers and algos and quants and equations and everything to drive the market against the retail trader, against the general flow of the market so they could pivot it. Because when you start to drive those emotions, it's precisely when they make the most money, when you get the big explosive moves. If the market's going exactly how everyone anticipates, then that's it's not going to be volatile. It's going to be anticipated. It's going to be smooth. They're not going to make as much money. But when they can pivot the market and have explosive price action against the grain to pivot against supply and demand against the retail trader, then they're going to make the most money. So I implore you to start thinking like the big institutions and kind of remove that fear because the way they do things is precisely to shake you out. They want to provide just enough hope to keep you in the position and not so much fear to shake you out until they exactly want you to. And I want to use a good metaphor. I want to use a good metaphor that came about in my military experience because anybody who's been in the military, you know that when you go to basic training, their goal in the first couple of weeks is to tear you down to your foundation and then rebuild you. Eventually they rebuild you. They tear you down the first two weeks. They're yelling at you, screaming at you. They got their hands in their face. They're going to smoke you on the PT course. They're going to make you run till you puke, push-ups until you can't move, fill your arms anymore. They're going to do those things so they could tear you down to your foundation. And then only then can they build you back up. Well, the market makers want to provide, like I said, just enough hope for you to keep you in that position. And a good way that the drill sergeants, the drill instructors, or the MTIs, or whichever branch of service you're in, a good way for them to tear you down is to provide just enough hope to keep you in the game and then completely destroy your hope. And that's the ultimate emotional toll that they can inflict on you. And the way they do that is they give you a hard physical task. Let's say, hey, we're going to run three miles in full gear, uh, in full uniform when it's 100 degrees outside and it's going to be really hot and really miserable. It's going to be a disaster. But they're going to say, hey, it's three miles, so let's just get through it. Get it in your head that we're doing three miles. So everyone gets on this thing. They suck it up. They get in there and say, all right, let's just do it. They're going to do three miles. So they get on the path. They get on the rucks, and they start rucking. They start hiking, and they start running. And they get up. All right, one mile. It sucks, but we're going to punch it through. We're only third down. We only got two-thirds left. All right, we're two miles down. Hey, guys, hey, everyone's only got one mile. Let's just get through. The, the spirits start going up. Hope starts getting up. Everyone starts getting that extra burst of energy as they're coming up on the three-mile mark. And just as they're coming up on the three-mile mark, everyone's you know smiling. Everyone's finally pushing through. They're kind of striding it out, the last leg, and they're right before they cross the three-mile mark. This is, hey, don't you dare stop. We're going another three. Or we're going another four. And you want to talk about crushing souls. When you give people that are insanely taxed, whether it be emotionally or physically taxed, you give them a target to shoot for. And then right before they hit that target, they completely reverse that target or extend that target double, triple, quadruple, it destroys the souls. It will take a collegiate athlete and destroy him down into blubber. And the market makers do their own version of that in the charts, especially if they're coming down into accumulation. So if they tank the market, they come down to inside of a range, and now they need to start accumulating shares. So what they're going to do is shake out the market. Some people are going to be shaking a little easier. Some people are going to be shaking a little harder. 
but they can't tank the market too fast too soon because they need to be able to pivot the market. They need to be able to drive the market lower. And if they get too much selling, too much fear, everybody will just dump their shares and they won't be able to drive the market even lower. So they have to keep people, they have to scale the, the market down. Little piece, little piece. Keep your hopeful, keep your hopeful. They'll bounce it back up. All right, just about a couple of points. Keep you hopeful and then they'll tank the market back down. That's how they drive fear. And then finally, right when everyone is fearful and everyone is bearish at the bottom of the market, what do they do? They bounce the market and drive it higher. So now everyone's like, what the crap? I don't know what to do. Is this retracement? There's no way I'm going long here because they're going to tank it, sell it back off. And then they go higher and higher and higher and they move it up. You know, then a week goes by, two weeks go by, the market's up 300 points and then what happens now? Now that the market's finally up 300 points, there's a lot, there's a lot of consistency of green. Now what happens? Everybody starts getting FOMO, fear of missing out, fear on the upside. I don't want to miss out on this play. Things are bullish. I think the, the worst is past. We're going to new all-time highs. And then right when they're coming up to the top of the market, when institutions are thinking about selling and distributing those shares, retail traders start to go long. They start to get bullish. Twitter starts to get all-time highs. Hey, we're starting a new $5 or $5 to $1 million challenge. Hey, come follow my channel, doing all this crazy stuff. Everyone's bullish. Everything's fine. And then right when everyone starts to go long, they consolidate the market, and then they pivot it back down. Accumulation. Accumulation to distribution to accumulation. All driven by fear, by fear, FOMO, and fearing missing out. The bottom line here is that if you've got a system, you really need to be aware that fear is a huge force in your system. If you're having consistent losses, if you're someone who is an intellect and you're doing all this research and, and, and investing and note-taking and YouTube videos and learning about stuff on Discord and YouTube and Twitter and all this stuff, and you're doing great academic work, but you still can't turn the corner and be profitable, I guarantee you it's probably because fear. You're not executing at the exact right times. You need to start thinking like the institution. If you want to make institution profits, you need to start thinking like an institution. You need to start buying when everyone is fearful and selling when everyone is euphoric buying at the bottom. You need to start buying when there's no possible way you think that the market is going to bounce back up when everyone else is like, hey, we're going into the core of the earth. That's the only way you're going to get those big, huge trades. Now, obviously, there's a lot to that risk mitigation, position sizing, expirations, all that stuff we talk about a million times. But the whole driving factor is that do not be afraid to take that big bounce trade. Do not be afraid to take to take the position at a support. If you see the market is selling aggressively and coming down to a key historic support, don't be afraid to put a trade on if it makes sense from a technical standpoint. Even if you lose, so what? You've done things correctly. As long as you're making thing, as long as you're making decisions based on a sound technical analysis and you repeat the consistency of that analysis, eventually it's going to start to work out for you. And that goes in everything in life and too, man. You know, Everyone thinks about being wealthy, about being, you know, successful, about having that new job and doing all this stuff. But fear is a driving force. You want you want to be a flipper on, of homes. You want to rent out properties on homes. Everyone loves to do it. They think, oh man, that would be amazing. I could have five rental properties. But they're scared. They're fearful. They're afraid to take out a second loan to open up a to, to start a mortgage. They're afraid to put a renter in their house because they're going to destroy the property. They're afraid to take a risk. They're afraid to do this. They're afraid to do that. They're afraid to go out for a new job. They're afraid to quit the dead end job they hate to go start a new career because they're afraid. They like the comfort of the salary and the benefits. And holy crap, I get two weeks off, but I have to have to ask off every time I go off. They they like that comfort and they're afraid to go out into the wild and go get their hunt. And that's unfortunate because that is a driving factor why most people will never get ahead in life because it's fear. They're afraid to take the simplest risk in life. So instead, they handcuff themselves to a mundane job that they hate that is paying them 
minimal for their effort and time and their worth and their value and dulling their personality and their creativity. And they're not really ever going to expose themselves to success just because of fear. They're not even going to allow themselves the opportunity to fail because they're afraid to chase success. They're afraid. So the fear aspect can be applied to anything. It can be applied to any aspect in your life, even in your romantic life. How many dudes and chicks in here who are attracted to someone else and, you know, at one point in their life and they, they hit it off with this person, maybe they got great chemistry, but they're just afraid of rejection. They're afraid to approach this person and say, hey, you want to go out and grab some coffee sometime? You want to go out with me? It's all about fear. It's what keeps your feet encased in cement instead of letting you break out, spread your wings and fly like a peacock. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly, right? Now, some people are able to attack this better than others. And usually the people who aren't really inhibited by fear are the ones that take a lot of risks. They, they, don't, they enjoy taking risks. They're risk takers, sometimes a little too much. Maybe you don't have enough fear in you and you're taking too many risks and you're getting blown up and you're taking unreasonable risk in your personal life and your finances are destroyed because you're taking stupid risks. So there's always a balance too. You need to have a little fear too. You know, you don't want to be taking calls left and right just because we're dropping. You want to be very smart about that. You want to have some fear over the market, but just enough to keep you safe and profitable and respectful of the market, but not enough where it's going to keep you handcuffed from taking profitable positions. Now, I am not immune to this. You know, I've done great work in my system in developing stuff, but this this past week was case in point. And a little bit that was due to exhaustion, not going to lie. It's been pretty pretty taxing the past couple of weeks in the OM household. Uh, dealing with, you know, the land development and the, and the community and, you know, my mom's, my mom's diagnosis and all this stuff. It's been pretty taxing. But the main thing this past week is that my system analysis was probably the best it's ever been in the 11 years of my trading. I called every day of last week perfectly. The bounces, the rejections, take calls, take puts, everything was absolutely perfect. But I didn't make nearly as much money as I should have because I was afraid. The market looked very dire. There was a lot of crap coming in, a lot of big rejections, a lot of big stuff. I was afraid to put on a big position and blow up a lot of people because they lose. And, you know, the fear is a driving factor, and I am not immune to it. But the only thing you can do is keep refining that edge. Take notes. If you don't take a trade, hey, why didn't I take a trade? Well, because I was fair. I was afraid I was going to be wrong. I was afraid that things were going to blow through. But here's the deal. If you are, if you want to put on those big bounce trades where you get that 2,000, 3,000, 4,000% that everyone dreams and fantasizes over, you have to put on the trade early. If you wait for confirmation, you're going to FOMO into trade and you're just going to cut your profits by a factor of, of 20. If you want that big 10,000% gain that everybody wants, you have to get in the trade early. It's as simple as that. Now, you still want to be smart, but if you are afraid to get in that trade early, you're never going to experience those 10,000% gains. If you really want to go on a date with that cute girl or cute boy across the room, guess what? You're going to have to swallow your fear and go approach that person. If you really want that new career that's a completely different career path, guess what? You're going to have to swallow that fear, quit your job, and go attack it. If you really, really want to own five, six, ten prop rental properties, guess what? You're going to have to overcome the fear of failure and bankruptcy and all the financial distraught that's going through your mind and go attack, put together a plan, and do it. You're going to have to overcome the fear. I promise you, that is the biggest thing there that we're going to apply. So if you want to cover if you so if you want to start working towards, and I'm going to give you a little exercise in doing this is that for one, continue to hit the books, learn everything you can about trading, learn other systems, learn from other people, not just me, learn from everyone else that you possibly can get in the books and learn everything you can take notes, log trades, and then start to formulate a plan. That's what you do. Formulate a plan early. Do not be reactive to the price. So formulate a plan early and then stick to it and watch what happens. Say, all right, if the price action comes down here to this level, no matter what, I'm taking a call. 
see what happens. Because the beauty about playing at support and resistance levels is that the market always respects support and resistance. Even if the price falls and continues to blow through, it's going to check up there at least a little bit enough for a scalp. So start formulating a plan and just tell yourself, I'm going to scale in and take a position at this no matter what happens. Now, obviously, position sizing is appropriate. And see what happens. Start to remove that fear. And the second thing you could do is start to really understand that the institutions literally are buying when you're selling and selling when you're buying. They're doing the exact opposite of you because of fear. They are seeing the big picture. They're not sitting there pulling their hair out wondering why the market keeps falling why bearish bearish is bullish and bullish is bearish and bad news is good news and CPI 9.1 and we're rocketing and CPI 8.7 are falling. They don't care. And they know they're going to keep you chasing price action. Calls, puts, no, no, calls, no puts, no calls. Nope. They're just going to sit there. They're going to eat their chicken parmesan and they're going to make money because they're going to pivot the market against you on fear. So fear, overcome it, formulate a plan, attack and be profitable in all things in life. If you want a new job, if you want to be a better father, a better mother, If you want to be in the gym, if you want to be fit, stop being afraid of success. Stop being afraid of the pain of saying no to your favorite foods. Holy crap, that's the biggest one. Trust me, I love ice cream more than I love breathing. If if I was stuck on a stranded island and somehow that stranded island had electricity to provide me a a freezer, the the first thing I would bring and the only thing I'd bring for the rest of my life would be ice cream. Trust me, I get it. But don't even get me started on the fitness aspect of things because people are afraid to feel the pain of saying no to their comfort foods especially if you are someone who is emotionally attached to food. No judgment. I love ice cream. If you are emotionally attached to food, it's, it's, you're terrified to have to say no to you when you're having those deep cravings where your mouth is, is salivating over that you're thinking of your favorite treat and you're starving and it's been a long day and you don't want to cook. It's like, man, I would kill to go to Andy's and get me a s'mores concrete right now that's eight foot tall and give me a shovel to, so I can eat the biggest scoop I possibly can. I get it. But you have to face that fear and say, hey, it's not that bad. Like all I have to do is just say no to this food, do everything I can to have discipline to attack that feeling and then eat what I need to do. And then do it over and over and over again and formulate that and break that fear. So anyway, this is me hopping off my soapbox. Let me know if you have any questions about anything we talked about here. I hope you got a little bit of something out of this podcast. You know, like I said, the podcast is a little less technical. The YouTube, the YouTube channel, if you haven't been there, that is where we discuss the technical aspects, the setups, the nitty gritty, the details, the academics of trading. This, the podcast, I want to talk about, you know, I'm kind of let loose, you know, roll my sleeves up a little bit and just kind of learn how to do this uh, from an emotional standpoint, from, uh, you know, just talking, you know. So I hope you do enjoy this. Hope you do get something out of it. If you have any questions, come over in the Discord and DM. DM me anytime. Uh, I'll be happy to answer questions. Or you can shoot me an email, optionsmillionaire2020 at gmail.com. Of course, follow this podcast. Uh, you get notifications for any time I post a podcast on there. We're going to be doing more and more and more uh, throughout the coming weeks and months and years. And who knows, we're going to have some other people. Maybe have another moderator on there, try to get some uh, high fancy people. Maybe if they want to come rub, rub elbows with me, that'd be that'd be pretty fantastic. So I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this podcast, whether you're driving to work or sitting at home or on the treadmill or in the gym. It's always a pleasure to have y'all listening. So, and as always, before I go, I'm going to leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better.